Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Generic Video Game Podcast. Molly and I will be discussing the fallout from E3 2021, or more accurately, various company specific streaming showcases. Has E3 become antiquated and a relic of a bygone era? Is E3 still relevant? Are companies like Square, Capcom, Microsoft, and others better off holding their own unique streams on their own time at other points in the year when they're truly ready to showcase a title? We will do our best to dialogue about this as well as whatever else may be on our minds. Welcome to episode 46 of GVGP. So, you know, when like you just get into that point where you're watching YouTube videos that completely embarrass you because you're watching them? <laughs> like, like you're like, I know this is garbage and I shouldn't be watching it, but I am watching it. Like, like back when reality TV was big and I watched that, the, the Amish one where、uh-huh. the Amish people and took them to the city. Okay. So, for some reason, I, I hate these videos, I hate them. But there's, there's this YouTuber who makes like hour long videos bitching about other gaming YouTubers. Wow. And he'll do like, here's my list of like 70 reasons this person sucks. And he'll sit there for an hour. Wow. And just, just <laughs> complain about this other person. And it's like, you know, at, at some point you have to tell yourself that like when you're making hour long videos, Complain about other people, like you have to kind of turn things internally and ask yourself if maybe there's something wrong with you as well, you know? Right. Are you the problem、um, if, you're, if you have nothing nice to say about anyone? Yes. But so he, he had a video and he was talking about a, a well known gaming YouTuber.、Um, and I don't know for certain if this fact is true or not, but this gaming YouTuber. Has、um, two, two games in his collection that are worth a lot of money. And I, I won't say what games they are because it'll instantly give away, but I will tell you that it's, it's, it's theorized he probably paid $10,000 for one of the copies and $30,000 for the other copy. Oh my God. So there, there's, <laughs> it's, if you know anything about game collection and, and prices,、yeah. it's, it's、right. easy to figure out who this is. But.、Um, This, this person who was bitching about him said that at a certain point, supposedly, this, this more popular YouTuber was offered $96,000 for the game that he had paid $30,000 for. And that that YouTuber said no. He was keeping、oh、the、God. game. So, <clears throat> my question to you, Anthony, is. Not only can you ever imagine a time when you would turn down $96,000 for, $96, for any game, no matter what that game is, would you turn down $96,000 for your entire gaming collection as it is right now? It's very funny you ask me this because one of my closest friends that I usually go around town with on my、uh, escapades. Uh, to the retro game traders of the world, the GameStops, and as people who listen to this show will be familiar with already, that I've unloaded 
a lot of my consoles and games from, I'd say, the years 1999 to 2004 or so, with the exception of PlayStation product. Um, so, you know, I've gotten a good chunk of money for stuff and upgraded. And anyway, back to Molly's question. That question has come up to me. And kind of my cop-out is, you know, if I didn't inventory everything and didn't know exactly what I had and, and put this amount of thought into it already, I would have to think about it a little bit, but I don't know if this is cheating. I would take that near 100K because I could pretty much recreate or get a lot of what I want back and still be up a good chunk of money. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like if if you're organized and, and if you're organized, know what you have and it's not a mess. And here's side note, sidebar, not to get off topic. Uh, there's another classic unit I just got done putting together tonight and deactivating because my intention is to sell it this weekend because the money's too good. Now I'm not yeah. I'm not quitting gaming. Let's make that clear. But yeah, I mean, if you know what you've got, unless you have it in a pile in a room or in a basement or attic and you don't know what's in there in a cardboard box and it's musty and smelly and you got no idea, I mean, you, you, got, you have to get serious about it, do the math, think about things we've discussed like not just wear and tear, but deterioration of hardware over the years, et cetera, et cetera. So anyway, to, to answer, and I'll let you speak. 96 grand for one game take that money now i mean that's the thing it's like i don't care how much of a collector you say you are i don't care what that game is i don't care the history behind the game i i cannot think of any situation in which i would turn down ninety six thousand dollars for one game there is no amount of of you know epeen or or internet cred or or Anything, you know, any other collector respectability or anything that exists that that would be worth, to me, $96,000. And then the, the collection question, I mean, because I have my collection cataloged, and I think I'm missing a few things, but from what I... I think I, I have, like, some limited editions and stuff I don't have cataloged, but um, as of right now, my collection according to, like, price charting, which obviously is not necessarily correct, but it says my collection is $42,900. Mm. So, you know, even then, right, I'm doubling my money. And my thought was, kind of thinking about what you were saying a little bit, was like, you know, I think the one the one hesitation I'd be like, like, look, can I keep, like, 10 games, you know? Can I keep, like, one console and 10 games, maybe, you know? Um, keep my, you know, childhood, like... God, would I keep the Genesis or Neo Geo? That's a good question. Like, you know, keep that. Keep a system that has, like, that kind of emotional attachment to you that buying another one wouldn't be the same thing. And maybe keep those 10 games where you, you want the copies you had as a child... You know, see if that person would let you do that. But even then, if they say no, and they have to take everything, like, you could spend $16,000 buying back right. your your collection. 
something that's rare, not that's something you actually care about, and then still have you know 80k as an example of of cash there. So just I I obviously if you have a collection that's <clears throat> over that much, like a hundred thousand dollars of value, you wouldn't do it. But like sure. in my situation, I can right. never think of like not doing that, especially this for is, one game. Yeah, I mean. I mean, look, we're not that person. We don't know what that person's financial situation is. I don't know who you're talking about. Um, but boy, ninety-six grand for one title. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because I feel like we've been talking a lot more about retro, uh, and and oh, you know, I should have brought the freaking magazine. You know something? Can you buy me ten seconds? I got to read something yeah. on the show. Well, I mean, obviously, right you know. Uh, you like, just jog my memory. I got to yeah. read this. It was something yeah. from the latest retro gamer. I'm going to be right back. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like I was saying, is you know, I don't, I don't know that number for certain. That's why, that's part of the reason why I don't want to say who we, this, this, this famous YouTuber is, is because I don't know that's the value. I don't know that 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 offer ever happened. I don't know that they turned it down. It was just an interesting kind of what if question. I thought was thinking that um, if that offer actually did exist for me. like Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, so uh, here's the deal. Uh, as I've said in the past, I subscribe to Retro Gamer out of the UK, and we've been talking a lot about retro stuff lately, but I don't think I've read anything from the magazine in a while. And the good news is this is not very extensive. Uh, furthermore, uh, I wish it was a Dave Halverson article I was reading, but it's not. Uh, Where are you, Molly and I always get our jollies out of that. But anyway, so for those wondering, this is the um, Matt, the issue with our type on the cover, which is probably like the May issue or April, but by the time it hits the States, we're in June. And, okay, so what I'm about to read, it's about four paragraphs or so. And I don't want to talk out of both ends of my mouth, but I was surprised it was kind of printed now, when I say controversial, it's not controversial in a sense of like, ooh, that was profane or mm -hmm. I can't believe that was written. Uh, because we're talking about a retro gaming magazine, a passion for the hobby. But I got to tell you, they kind of had some guts printing this. And while Molly and I are not in this situation, it gets back into we're talking the money or the investment one puts into it. Um, is nostalgia playing too much of a role? How much time do you have? So... This is the Retro Radar column featuring Ian Lee. That's I-A-I-N. So hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dive in. It says, hello, goodbye. I did it. Remember the other month I was saying how I had all these old consoles that I had been modded and I never used them? A GameCube with a flash drive, a Nintendo 64 that had been upgraded to HDMI, an original Xbox with a hard drive installed, a Dreamcast with HD output, and a packed memory card. They were all just, they all just sat there under the TV making me feel guilty. I bought them with the intention of streaming them, except I didn't. I didn't even play them. I just cursed them every time I looked behind the telly and saw the absolute mess of cables and plugs lying there. I got rid of them. Well, 
Not all of them. Two of them. The GameCube and Xbox. Gone. Both sold for a fraction of the price I got them for. Practically given away. I bought them all in the last two and a half years. I'd got divorced and started living on my own for the first time ever. I also bought loads of old video game magazines and tons of other, and I'm going to use this word so I apologize, crap. I spent a few grand on all this stuff, and I never touched it. Each purchase was the one that would make me happy. Then it would arrive, and I'd realize I was still lonely, divorced, and not living with my kids. I had things invested way too much emotion in these things. I take back the C word. They weren't crap, but they certainly were not the emotional rescue I was hoping they would be. If anything, they made me feel worse as I realized what I was trying to fill was an existential hole in my chest that was not Sega Saturn shaped. I tried to give the magazines away. No one wanted them. They must not have been game fan. Um, <laughs> Package packaging the two consoles up and sending them felt amazing cathartic and uplifting they were going to good homes where i know they'll be loved and used i've already had photos of them in their new spots under televisions good for them they are meant to be played and enjoyed not sitting in my backpack of resentments that i carry around with me 24 7 i'm still struggling to let go of a few the vectrex has moved from a shelf into a cupboard. I couldn't bear to look at its sad eye every time I walk past, but can't countenance get getting rid. The Dreamcast will possibly survive the cull, but I have no idea why the N64 is proving so difficult to let go of. Parentheses. It's because it's amazing, uh, someone else told him in the office. I love video games. It's old and I, I, I love video games old and new. Hitman 3 is incredible, but I don't have to own them all. They won't save my marriage. They won't cause my kids to sleep under my roof every night, and they won't make me young again. This column might sound maudlin, but I'm feeling nothing but relief and joy. Onwards. I'm... So I'm of two minds of what of that of that column, and I think um, in the bigger picture, that's a a very mature thing, a decision to come to. I think, um, I think he was right. I I think that um, I understand. You know that that yeah, because of the life changes, he was trying to fill that hole, and he was doing it in a way that a lot of people do, not necessarily with video games, but you know, buying things and trying to find other other outlets for that for that emotion um and i've i've seen a lot of stories about people like these kind of quick collectors and obviously we don't know his full history of with video games and what he did have and didn't have and stuff you know but i i've seen a lot of stories about people who collect very quickly and then get burned out very quickly um because either either there's there's no joy to how they're getting these items you know they're just going on ebay and buying them there's no there's no hunting there's no finding there's no searching there's no longing and that kind of stuff you know um or it's just that the problem is is like you you you, these people will decide like i want a complete nes collection and that that's the biggest one 
there's a lot of people I've seen that want complete NES collections. And then they'll get it. And then... So, okay, let, let, me, let me give you an, an interesting personal connection to this. So, mm-hmm. we had a garage sale recently. And my wife wants to get Calico Critters. If, for those people who know them. They're like Sylvania family in some countries. Calico Critters in America. They're like the little... The little toys were like it's the the animal people, and they have like doll houses and things like that. Okay. Um, not like furry stuff. Just like no. I, I think yeah. I, I, at first I didn't know what you're talking about, but I think yeah. I know. Um, not to stereotype, but traditionally, like girls play with it. Like they're kind of yeah, like yeah. Yeah, so it, it's, it's very much like doll doll house mm-hmm. kind of stuff. It's just instead of people, they're they're little animal people. Um, so my wife, as a child, wanted the, the wanted to have some of those, and she never ever had them. And in looking for things to get for our, our, our daughters, she wanted to get some of those, partially for the twins, partially for herself. So we had a, a garage sale recently, and we, we sold more than we expected to, and we had enough that we could buy a, a Calico Critter playset. And so today we were looking around, and we saw one on Facebook, and, and we sent an offer and stuff. And... My wife then was suddenly kind of sad, and she's like, if we buy this, the dream of having it is gone. Mm. You know, like that that fun excitement of of getting it is gone. And because I, I, I know that, like, when we bought our house, she was so excited to go to go house hunting. She, she spent every single day looking online for houses and stuff. We went out, we looked at them and everything. And soon we got our house, there was that part of her that was sad because the, the the joy and excitement and anticipation of getting a house was gone and then today she's saying that if we actually get the calico critter stuff that anticipation and joy and excitement is gone too and i think that comes up funny enough in video games especially when you're buying them to collect and not necessarily play because the idea should be that you buy a game you love it you're playing it and there's new joys coming in, right? It's not just the ownership. But I think a lot of people who get into it very quickly and get a lot of it once, like, it becomes more about ownership. And that goes back to the question I had asked you before, you know, about that that certain game and if you would sell it or not, right? Because that game is not about playing. It's about the ownership. And so I think his problem was that you know, it it was the the ownership side that he was going for because he was trying to find something to fill that hole because of what he'd, he'd gone through, you know. So I completely understand that. But on the other side of it, and then I'll shut up, I, and I've said this before, I think consoles are the one part where I've gotten really hesitant to sell them. Because... You can always get games back in many different ways, but it's not always easy to get that console experience back. Do you mind if? I, how about this? Do you mind if I counter you? Okay. And I'll say something in your situation, not to make excuses for you. I will say something about your situation. So, in general, I'm going to counter Molly's statement and say. In my opinion, 
if there's a game or games on a console you truly like and you're hesitant in selling it, I feel in some ways it's tougher to get those games back than the console. Mm. I mean, well, okay, let me be be clear. Go ahead, go ahead. I will say not to make excuses, and if we leave analog out of this conversation, in all fairness to Molly, she does have a tendency more on the 16-bit era and not more, not as much the disc-based, and I do have different opinions when it comes to the disc-based hardware and what we're seeing in the industry today. So I'll stop there. I'll let you speak. Well... <sighs> I, I think if if you're if you and we've talked about this before you know if if you're willing to um, <clears throat> expand your boundaries on uh, moral grayness on how you get games the games can always be gotten and and we we are getting to a point where um, the PS one can be modded with the SD card now. Uh, PS2 is coming. I, I, I think the original big model, there are options, but PS2 Slims are coming. Uh, PS3, there are ways. Xbox 360, I'm not really sure. But even like Xbox 360, if you want to keep the legal route, you can get a bunch of those games again on your Series X or your Series S right. or whatever. You know, like, I, I think for me, it's, it's like, can you get the hardware? Sure. But I think it's more for me, can I get controllers that I know are going to work? Can I get um, hardware that I know has been taken care of well? Um, You know, can I know that I'm getting an Xbox where if it has the, um, what is it, the the battery capacitor problem? Oh, right. If I'm taking care of it or not. The power supply? Or the, or the internal as well. Yeah, the yeah, penny trick about, or whatever. The yeah, it's, trick. What's, it's, the, it's the one where, like, I got lucky because the later, I, I bought one randomly last year at a thrift store, and I got the, the later model doesn't have the problem. There was some mm. kind of capacitor thing that keeps the time mm. that would melt and, and could damage the circuit board. So, I mm. mean, I if, if you're saying that you want, like... I'm bitchy about Genesis games. Like, if I'm going to get a Genesis game, I want to have it in in the case with the booklet, with the good label, and the case is not damaged, and the insert's not damaged. You know, is getting those again easy? Not necessarily. Um, and I, I always advise, you know, the games you absolutely positively love, always keeping those as well. But I, I think I've come to the decision personally that I think consoles, getting consoles back is harder because I'm picky about the condition of my consoles. Because once I have that console, there's so many ways to get games now, legally or or not. So, I don't know. Um, You know, but I said, I I understand. But I think, for me, consoles are the part that I I can't get rid of because if, 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 my children ever care about games and they want to play games if I have those consoles there still there will be some way for us to play games on them you know um, but I, I just I think part of it too is just like the the Raspberry Pi 
the mister, those kind of options. I just don't like those because I, I want like the original controller. I want the original interface. You know, like I want those I want those parts to be legitimate. Um so at least with like with like my, my analog Mega SG, I have original Genesis controllers, you know. And I can have original Genesis cartridges if I want them. I don't know. That's that's my thoughts on it. It's it's very layered and it's complex and I've put more thought into it in recent months than I ever have before. <clears throat> you know, when I was younger, excuse me, I'm clearing my throat like a pig on air. Um, you know, between the ages of 5 and 16, I would have a console trade it sell it buy it again sell trade because didn't have a lot of money and i had what i mm-hmm. had to work with had a few games sometimes i'd get lucky get a couple more i was always switching games around going to the comic shop at the time which bought used games i mean there was a, a few different ways i'd do it then once i started working is when uh you know my teens when I started to get a little bit more money and it's no secret spending a lot of my money right back into games when I worked at a game store and I really haven't let a lot go in the last 20 plus years mm-hmm. and in the last six to eight months I've let go a pretty good chunk. Now look if you come over here and take a look at what I've got the average person they'd still they'd know I have a sickness and I still have way too much but if you know what I had and what I had inventoried, I've probably, uh, between November and now, let go of cumulatively over 125 titles, a few different units. So, you know, that, that's, that's, a, that, that's a chunk. But a couple things are making it a little bit easier for me to part with some stuff. And that's a combination of a lot of games getting re-released coming back and coinciding with that if certain titles are digital or truly classic titles which are unfortunately only digital limited run games has been really filling a gap there in my opinion you know they've been around about five years but i don't know what it is and i'm not not look i I, i'm embarrassed to say this it's like alcoholics anonymous including vinyl i actually went through because i'm like how many orders have i made from them this year because i you know in the last in the first four years of limited run i think i made a grand total i'm gonna highball it six orders let's say Hmm. in four years okay that's what i've done in 2021 including vinyl i've made between like 14 and 16 orders from limited run now, I mean, they have been on a roll in terms of stuff that I'm interested in or that I truly want. Uh, you know, is there a bubble or something that's going to burst there? I mean, that, that might be a separate conversation. But because of a couple, two quick examples. And I know purists out there will see this differently. Or they're like, it's not, it's, it's not in its very original form. I'm just going to speak for myself. I don't care. Sold my Neo Geo Pocket Collection uh, in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm getting it back in one fell swoop off one title on the Neo Geo Pocket <laughs> Collection Volume 1 coming out on Switch. Yeah, And not only am I getting my collection back, essentially, I'll have more games uh, than I had originally. And look, here's the thing for the nostalgia. It's going to come in an original American-style box with a booklet. So in my mind, I pocketed some good money this last holiday. 
and I'm getting it back legally on another format. Um, another one, while not the same thing, it's not apples to apples, but I let go of one of my rare Castlevania games. And now, uh, because I'm sick, I'm ordering two copies of the Castlevania Anniversary Collection, one for PS4, one for a Switch. So the point is, and it's not about bragging, it's like I'm finding, I guess what I'm saying is this, I'm finding ways to let go of certain stuff because mm-hmm. I'm able to replace it on a newer format and a new right. item and still be up on money. Right. I mean, and then what I'm learning, like I said last time, you know, there's a couple consoles I had, mint condition in box, where I actually got asked by the shop, had this ever been used? And Hmm. I got faked out once or twice where I learned when they plugged it in, the system didn't work anymore. Hmm. So now that's in my head as well. So anyway, I, I, it's, it's you know what I, I will tell thought. you. I will tell you. Um, like I know that happened with like my Genesis, uh, which I just recently got repaired because like it was sitting in my basement. It had worked fine, and then one day years later, I went to plug it in and it it was dead. Um, you know, because like, a lot of the capacitor stuff, like I said, the Xbox had that problem. Right. There was a. I know, Game Gear. I think has that problem. And there was a few other consoles, I believe, that have that problem, where it's like, it literally could just be, it was sitting there, worked one day, then the next day it just isn't working, and you're like, what the hell? This question isn't really for you, but this is another question I've thought of as well, and we're going to exclude emulation, and we're going to exclude illegal digital libraries, okay? And when I say what I'm going to say, don't th- I don't know why this is such a random example. Don't think of like the Atari classics back in the day on PlayStation 1 or like some of those old cheesy, you know, ColecoVision collection. Like, I think we can both agree for, for this to make sense. Would you agree for the most part? A lot of the higher end digital retro collections we get today are far superior to what we got in the late eighties through mid nineties. Oh, yeah. on old. Oh, yeah. Okay, if we if yeah. we can agree on that, and okay, like M two stuff, not everything's perfect. Okay, but now you have to ask yourself. <clears throat> uh, I'm just going to use that Neo Geo Pocket Collection again. I think it has twenty or twenty one titles. There's like an exclusive on the on the physical pack or whatever the hell it is. Okay, you might go, hey, you know. If I had a Neo Geo Pocket, though, there's one or two other titles, and I know people are probably thinking Card Fighters, but I still think that's going to come. You know, there might be Title X or Title Y. You're like, you know, it's not in the pack. But how many more games are you actually... Okay, not only how many more games do you really think you're going to buy on that pocket versus that 20-game pack, and you know there's more coming. Yeah. And are you going to then search out those other rare titles to play? I mean, are these mental, are these conversations realistic conversations one has to have with themselves right now? Yeah, I guess it's it's just a question of like, yeah, is is like, what are you missing? Are you missing having it around, or are you missing certain games? Like, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. 
<clears throat> going back again to my Genesis, right? I think with Genesis, for me, it's missing the system. And because I, I look at my shelf, right? And I've got games that I, that I genuinely love. But it's not like... I think some of those games, you could take some of those games away and put other games in their place and I could still be happy. Um, whereas the alternative is like the master system. And the master system, like like Fantasy Star, for example, right? Like, I, I don't just want random Master System game. I want Fantasy Star. So I think there is a difference between sometimes with, uh, uh, you know, I mean, the pocket, like, I think, I think the one, the one exception is Card Fighters, right? Like, that's the one where it's kind of like, I, I could have a pocket just for Card Fighters. But otherwise, um, you know, I was thinking is like, I, th I think the Pockets library is pretty fantastic. So if you gave me 10 random games from the Pocket, I could have fun. I, I would want Card Fighters, absolutely, but otherwise I think you could give me any 10 random games and I would be happy. So I, you know, and and this is the kind of question that came up with with like the mini consoles, right? Is, you know, with the Turbo Mini, it was like, it's missing some games, but maybe it has yeah, enough I, to satisfy mm -hmm. you that itch you have for playing Turbo. Mm -hmm. maybe, that's still on that's my wish list, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny not to, to side road us again. Speaking of Turbo, I was in a weird mood earlier. Um. I was just thinking about when I had a Turbo Graphics personally, and I was trying to figure out the year. Like I knew when I had it, but I was, I was trying to figure out in my head. Like I knew I had it like a year or two, and I was trying to figure out exactly what that point in time was. So I was in a really weird mood. So I went to this Wikipedia page looking at all of the American releases of Turbo titles because at one time I had between twelve and fourteen Turbo titles, which uh, I just got done telling you I only had a couple games as a kid, which is true. But I don't know how this happened, but. In that span of time, I had a good chunk of Turbo games. And uh, anyway, to my surprise, I don't know why I was so surprised. They had a specific and exact number of titles that were released in the U.S. I don't have it in front of me. And it was only like 140 games or something. And that was with like 20 CD games and 23 super, you know, like enhanced ones. I was like, damn, that, that really wasn't a lot i mean and i'm familiar with the story now with the pc engine and how many titles were in japan I, I got all that but i just didn't realize how like to me i guess this sounds you know now i'm like god i have a hundred titles on my playstation 2 i mean that's like the whole day you know just sheer number wise i'm like that's the whole damn turbo library yeah um it's it is funny and this is this is kind of a different thing but i i i had to think similar last night in a different way uh, I was looking up the number of DS games released worldwide. Oh <laughs> and I don't know what it is. I don't. I I would have sworn on on any of my family's graves that there were more DS games released in Japan than in America. Oh, and, I would. And uh, I was absolutely. wrong. Oh, what? There, there, there was like one thousand eight hundred some in Japan and one thousand nine hundred some in America. What in the world? 
because I've been to Japan and seen shelf after shelf after shelf after shelf of DS games. Like, like remember back in the heyday of like DVD, you'd go to the Best Buy and they'd have just shelves and shelves yes. and shelves of DVDs. Yes. Like that was DS games when you went over there. And I've never seen anything like that in America. So I always assumed Japan had gotten way more games and we actually got more. So yes, I had a similar surprise to you in terms yeah. of like release numbers and a different way, but that seemed kind of like you're shocked when you learn the actual right. truth of how many... I mean, it's the same thing as like learning like how many Nintendo I mean, NESs were sold because you would swear everybody in the world... Oh, yeah, you, you would swear it was every person in the United... Whatever the population yeah. of the United States was at the time, that's how many NESs sold. Yeah. Uh, now, how do you like this little segue here? But when I looked at that official U.S. release of Turbo Games, there was one missing. Hmm. Oh wait, 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 wait! Before you get to that, real quick, before, real quick, before you get there. Yeah. I have a weird memory. I remember one night. It was a Friday night. I was with friends. Uh-huh. We went out. We went to high school football game. It was our team, the Omaha North Vikings versus some other team. Don't know who it was. Uh, so I remember specifically going to a high school football game, being done. We went to the ball, and I bought a copy of Shockman for, for, Turbo. for I don't, Turbo. I don't know why I have that memory, but I have that memory of going to the football game and then buying Shockman the same night. <laughs> well, I I can. Is that your story? Yeah. Well, it's it's funny too uh, because like I the the thing I remember too as well is I remember buying Shockman and at the same time I, I I think my timing was right. I remember it was a Babbage's I believe. I remember that Babbage's having on the shelves Neo Geo. Like wow. It was a point in life when the Neo Geo wow. was still being sold in stores. Yeah. So, so it's 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 such a weird thing to think about now. Is like I bought a brand new Turbo game and I looked at Neo Geo stuff in a store. Wow. You know, two things that you could never imagine happening ever again. Uh, I'll tell a very random quick story. And if anyone's listening, here's something I've never asked before: Are any of our listeners from the East Coast, specifically New York? or the Bronx area. So for those that don't know, I grew up, um, uh, my early years in the Bronx, uh, used to go to Cross County Mall, uh, Central Avenue. I mentioned that because there was a, a kind of a famous Nathan's that got demolished finally a few years ago. And I used to go to Dragon's Den. I'm naming these specific names because anyone who's over there is going to know these names. Similar to Molly's randomness on that Turbo story, I always remember, and there's not a, a lot to this story, I remember getting, um, if I'm remembering it correct, it was some hole in the wall called Corners, and I remember one night as a kid getting two Sega Master System games, and I got uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2, mm. and then what was the the card game, the vampire game? Was it Vampire House? Uh oh. You know what I'm talking about? I don't think 
I think it was Ghost House. So Maybe was, it was Ghost. I don't know why I always want to call so it what was, Vampire no, but, wait, House. What was, what, was Vampire Kid? Was Vampire Kid in the Ghost House one? Let's see. Ghost House. But those were that, there's a random one. I always remember getting those two the same night. Yes, it was Ghost House. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, and here's one last one. How about this for any East Coasters? If you remember The Wiz... I remember to this day getting the phone call because I was on a list. I mean, I must have been like eight or nine, probably eight, when Space Harrier came out on the Master System. How about that? So did you did you get you're a bit because you're always talking about the Master System. I actually don't share a lot of memories of the Master, but did did you get Space Harrier right when it came out on the Master System? I, I never got Space Harrier. Wow. I, 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 re- I rented it because um, I talked my dad into getting me the uh, Sega Scope 3D set. Oh, so my So I got God. the light gun and I got the glasses. Yeah. And I remember renting um, OutRun 3D and Space Harrier 3D. But I never mm. actually actually owned either one of those. You mind if I give you one more, another big Sega Master System memory? Sure. I remember getting a phone call for this on the waiting list from Toys R Us. Rocky. Yeah. Did you did you get that one that came out? No. Nope. Wow, Jesus Christ. Because I got it late, uh-huh. I kind of didn't end up getting as many games for it. Um, but what, what year do you think that was? Hmm... I think it would have been I think it was the year so uh, I think it was the year before Fantasy Star so like 88 uh, 87 maybe 87 yeah. 88 yeah mm. <clears throat> so maybe I'm not maybe I didn't come into it as, as late as I, I think I did but because when was Master System because NES was what 85 85 here I want to say I'm going off the top of my head. Eight, it's 86 or 87. I want to say 86. It was 86. Okay, so I guess I was only a year year late coming to it. I no. guess I have more memories of Master System than I than I uh, I lead on to because I have memories of uh, I mean Alex Kid. Um, oh, I, I remember the- I remember uh, almost beating Ease, uh, and then accidentally bumping the Master System, which erased my save. Oh my god! Uh, that's a memory I sure have of, of the Master System. The thing I remember, uh, actually, that the, my it's, this is kind of not good towards the Master System, but I think one of the biggest memories I have is the last Master System game I got before getting a Genesis was <clears throat> Altered Beast. Oh wow! So I literally went from Master System Altered Beast to Genesis Altered Beast <laughs> because it was a pack-in. And right. I don't like that was one of the most mind blowing shocking generational jumps I had ever had. I, I mean, you like, know, sense, sense, you know, because it was just yeah, like that the, was like the perfect, the perfect example of how different two generations were. You know, a game made me shit my pants on hmm. uh, t- speaking of jumps. You know, if I just go off the first one that comes to my head, even though I didn't own it, the first time I saw Strider running on Genesis, 
Oh, yeah. I couldn't yep. believe that. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. And as you know, I don't have to tell you, you know, to this day, it's still considered one of the greatest. Yeah. Uh, what is it? What would it be considered? Conversions or whatever to hardware? I guess uh, obviously it was a Capcom game, but Sega in-house handled it. Yeah, because Sega handled that and then what? Ghouls and Ghosts? Yeah. Which which itself was was a great. I didn't, uh, I didn't fully appreciate it at the time. It's very interesting because I did own that game and played it, and I enjoyed it. But it's funny, it's funny in hindsight how highly regarded Ghouls and Ghosts is. Like when I was a kid, you know, I knew what it was, I owned it, but I didn't think, I didn't think anyone else knew about that game. You know what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah. And uh, and it's funny in hindsight, a game I didn't. Okay, so this is weird. A game that I borrowed at the time that I thought was very good, but as the years have gone on and I've played it again, that I would now consider one of the greatest games of all time, which I did not at the time, would be uh, Revenge of Shinobi. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have that back in the day on Genesis? Yep. Yep. Wait, that was the one I'm trying to think because... Um, that wasn't the, was that the one with the, uh, with like Godzilla and Spider-Man and yes, Batman? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to think if I had that version or the, the <clears throat> censored version. Hmm. Um, two, two more Master System memories since we're on Master System memories. Because yeah. we're never, we're never going to have a Master System memories <laughs> segment again. So before we get to E3, two quick ones. Uh, number one. I remember being on on the phone with a with a Sega game counselor because I used to call those things way too much. I, I know what um, you're gonna say. And they told me that if I turned the console on with no cartridge in it and did some little fancy things, there was a a game a hidden game built into the console. Uh, and because I was a completely dumb kid who had just recently played and beaten fantasy star and was wanting more fantasy star i was like what if what if the hidden game is fantasy star 2 wouldn't that be so awesome <laughs> uh and and i then did it and found out it was snail maze which um is interesting but it's no fantasy star 2 may, may i pick your brain on this before you get to your yes. second story and and yes. i'm not i promise you i'm not you've only got my word to go off of and this is going to get weird this has nothing okay so do you remember like the last time we recorded I told some random story about having the flu when I was a kid, and I had, like, Operation Wolf in the mail on Commodore and something else. I was Mm -hmm. sick. You remember that? Yeah, kind of. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, I think this was that same period of time when I was sick. Okay, so refresh my memory. Why did you call the Sega Game Counselor? Oh, I, I, I don't know, but I know I called a lot of those things. Well... Here's the weird memory. I can't remember why I would have called Sega, though. My my dad and or I must have called a similar service at the time. And that person told me about, the, or they told us about the hidden game on the Master System. Hmm. And I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. But the, but the point of this story now as adults is, my my theory now is... And it would make sense. Is it just one of those things? Anyone who called that line, 
maybe that was one of the things they were told yeah, to, you know, probably. inform inform everyone of. <clears throat> um, I, yeah, it had, it had to have been. Cause I don't remember. Like, it, it wouldn't have been that I was calling to be like, "Hey, is there any hidden game in your console?" You know, right? Yeah, exactly. It had to have been for something else. Right, correct. Correct. So they yeah. probably were just like just yeah. just as a fun little present, I guess, for people who are calling yeah. in. It's like. Hey, by the way, there's a hidden Because that's, exa- that's exactly, I don't know if it was the same, you know, exact thing. That's exactly how we found out. Yeah. But what's, um, I didn't mean to cut you off. What's your other no, Master System no, story? No, yeah. Uh, now I've got another one. Um, no, it's it's funny because I remember too, like, it was, it was, it was funny that, <clears throat> was, was Double Dragon the one you had to send away for? Or no, it was it was free. There was an offer where you could get certain games for free. That's what it On was. On Master System? Yeah. Oh, okay. All I know is I, I Sega sent me Double Dragon for some reason. But it was funny because like in, in the first I want I don't know if this is what turned me into a Sega person or not, but I was playing like Double Dragon and I was playing Rampage and it was like Man, these these versions are like so much better than the NES versions. So it 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 was funny those times when like this this Master System literally legitimately had very little going for it, but there were those right. times when you were like, "Wow, this is this is way beyond the NES version," and that's kind of cool. Um. Okay. Real quick, last story. Then we'll we'll get on to E three. Um, <laughs> yeah. I my my aunt did not like video games uh and my my cousin is i don't know if she's like six or seven years younger than me um and so i just remember that for one christmas i got her uh, my cousin um i got her the master system 2 okay so that she would have a i don't remember what game they got her maybe like psycho fox or something um, but she was so happy. My my aunt was not happy, and then I think at some point in the in the near future after that, it just the the console games disappeared somewhere. I, I'm I'm curious. I should I, I don't know if they would ever remember like where they went to, but because <laughs> I wish they still had them. But uh, yeah. yeah, I just remember like I remember like making my aunt mad by getting my cousin a master system. Are are you um are you still collecting for your master system or are there any things on your master system wish list at this point? Do you know that um in the last two months I bought a master system game? No, I, I have I I have purchased like I've legitimately not not like garage sale dollar or or thrift store dollar purchases. I've I have purchased I think two maybe three games in the last six months and wow. one of them was master system and that was wow. uh, zillion two. Oh, that because yeah, that was a, wow i had i i had zillion i had zillion two uh and then i ended up selling them both and those are uh a few of the handful of games i really regret getting rid of and i found uh, a copy of zillion two that was in great shape for a very very good price um so I bought that, and I'm hoping to find the first zillion again. I find it amazing the parallels or the similar type of games that people from different walks of life growing up 
uh, had that, like, what am I trying to say? I'm not wording it right. Like, look, if you grew up, like, look, everyone had Mario. Everyone right. had, you know, we know Castlevania. That's that's not a stretch, okay? But it's interesting to talk to some master, like, I was a Master sister, System owner at one time. You're a Master System fan. I'm going to give another random example. Longtime listener, a, a friend of the show, Smear Attack. He's a big Sega fan, had a Master System. But it's it's so crazy to me that I know at least two people growing up. Not only did they have Master System, but they had Zillion. I mean, I don't know what the odds of that are. Well, and w- w- like, what's funny, too, about that is, is like, today I could understand because you could, be like, like, part of the reason <clears throat> I wanted Zillion back is I am a Zillion fan, you know, because of the anime and the series and things like that. And so I think today, if you had Zillion, it makes sense because you might be into anime, you mm-hmm. might be into Zillion anime, and you you know, like I have the whole Blu-ray set and everything for the for the anime. Um, so you might have for that reason, but yeah, it's it's funny because back then, like that first Zillion was so weird. Yeah. And the character designs were so off compared to what they were in the show that it it is funny because it's not it's not like a game you would have come to through anime fandom or other kind of fandom. You you had to have come to it randomly somehow. Correct. Correct. And the other, not to beat a dead horse on this, did you also own, this is anime related, you'll know why. Did you also own Black Belt? Um, no. Now, I, now I'm sure I, you I, know why I say yeah. that. Yeah, but it's, it's weird. It's, it's, beca- it's, 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 it's funny that I, I later owned Last Battle on Genesis. Say that again, please. I owned Last Battle. Yeah, well, here's the funny yeah. thing. I've said this story before a long time ago. When I very first saw the Genesis in a magazine, I think it, it was either Game Pro or Video Games and Computer Entertainment. It was one of those. This is a long time ago. And I remember the Genesis was on the cover, and I was like, oh, my God. But when I lo- flipped through the pages... Because we're only going off screenshots. The game that caught my attention and made me want a Genesis right away was Last Battle. Now, look, I know you're probably... Because because you knew the connection or or no? No, because... No, I'll make you laugh. I mean, I didn't call it this at the time. Like, like now you know all the terminology, like sprites, polygonal, you know. We should probably, by the way, we should probably explain what we're even talking about. Like, what what is the connection? Oh, with uh, Last Battle? And and Black Belt. Oh, uh, because they're technically both from the same uh, animated series and manga of uh, Fist of the North Star, yes. known as Hokuto no Ken in Japan. But at the time, it was reworked over here without the license, and they had to modify the look of some of the characters' and names. But in reality, Black Belt and Last Battle were both Fist of the North Star titles. Yep. So, but it's... Um, but the reason being, no, I didn't know. I didn't know anything about Fist of North Star. But it's funny because I own Black Belt, and I own Last Battle. Uh, but when I saw the graphics on Last Battle in the magazine, I couldn't believe the size of the characters. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's it's and, just and, crazy. And then and then we would get China Warrior on Turbo Graphics. Oh my God! This <laughs> girl I went to grade school with, who I used to like. I mean this as respectfully as possible. She was, uh, I'll tell you what, she was ahead of her time because 
she was kind of a spoiled rich girl. And she had, like, at the time, like, 35 or 40 NES games. She had a, a Turbo Graphics, a Genesis. Why am I telling you all this? Because I used to trade games with her at the time. And that's how I played China Warrior. <laughs> and then you gave it right back. Because <laughs> you're like, nope. But I'm assuming you bring that up because of the sprite size, right? Yeah, just how ridiculously big. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's really sad. It's really sad, like, how much Master System we missed on in America. Um, you know, because for th- those who don't know, like, Master System ended up being huge in Europe and, and, and huge in South America, um, in certain countries. And so there's, like, tons and tons and tons of games that that you would never know existed on that console. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I, I've actually yeah. learned a bit more about this, not only by way of uh, uh, the book we got from Bitmap. Uh, there's a cheap plug, uh, Les, which is an amazing book that we got a summer or two. I can't even keep track of time. But uh, Sega Lord X in the last year whatever did a bunch of Master System videos. Yeah, and it's it's unbelievable the amount of titles that Master System had and how long it lasted, it's its crazy. But s- speaking of all this old anyway, greatness, yes. uh, how can we possibly tie this into something as modern as E3 2021, which is now becoming a retro antiquated relic in and of itself, Aww. in that arguably the showcase that might have stole the show for many was limited run games. I I think in terms of like yeah, in in well I mean, yeah, it's a coin. It's either them or Nintendo. Yeah, right? I I mean, I, boy, like I I think in terms of my excitement coming out of a show, I probably do have to give it to limited run games because yeah. um you know, uh, a, a a certain gigantic from software title. We we knew it was coming. We just wanted to see more of it. Um, some of the announcements we knew about already, but but in terms of like holy s kind of announcements, I think Limited Run took it for me. Yeah. Yeah, they had over technically over twenty five titles announced, including the. I don't know if you want to take the thunder on this, but wrapping this back bringing it full circle to earlier on the one game missing on the turbo graphics list because there's still one more officially licensed konami stamped turbo graphics 16 cd game to come dracula x rondo of blood i mean i mean are we in did we go into a parallel dimension is this even reality anymore in 2021 that we're talking about one of the hottest most sought after imports in the early days of importing going back almost 28 years and we're sitting here um you know i wish we could say we're still 17 or 18 but if you do the math we're not that anymore we're sitting middle-aged people we're getting old and at our age we're now finally able to say legally and officially translated (laughs) The Turbo CD version of Castlevania Dracula X is becoming a reality. It doesn't even make sense. It's, yeah, like, it was legitimately, I mean, 
It's stupid it talk. Was, it was probably for me one of the biggest <laughs> announcements. Just in in terms of like, I I yeah like I cannot believe this exists. This doesn't make sense. How how is this real? And and beyond that, the fact that one of the problems I've had with so many of these re-releases has been um, companies don't get the full rights. So, like I and I and I, I love Limited Run games in some ways, but I but I hate when they do this. But everybody does it. Is they'll they'll do like um, they'll make like uh, the cover is like a, a a mock like Sega CD cover, right? Okay. Or they'll they'll make uh, a a, a, Gen- a Genesis release or or whatever. And, and what? Not to cut you off. What? Do, educate me. Maybe it's something I know, but don't know how to describe it. What? What don't you like? What's well, I think the, yeah, that's uh, what I was gonna say. The say is is like you know on the on the on the side, um, you know they'll have like the the like I hate Sega's packaging at that point, but they had like the Genesis games had like the red spine and said like Genesis on the side later right, on. You know? Yes, yeah. Or yeah. or Sega CD had the had the had the blue yep. barbershop looking thing. Yep. Said Sega CD, right? So what the companies will do is 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 in that spot, instead of saying Sega CD, it'll say like limited run, you know. Okay. Um, on, I as much as much as I I appreciate them, the company who did was uh uh Zeno, Zeno Crisis was okay. it? What were they called? Were they Bitmap Brothers or something like that? Ooh. Is it bit? No, I'm gonna say I was gonna say bitmap uh, bureau, but I don't think that's. You're making me look this up. I know. Um, I think we're both. Yeah, wrong. you're right. Bitmap bureau. Okay. Oh, okay. So, for right. example, on the spine of their games, where typically the the classic Sega MD logo would be for Mega Drive. Yeah. There's a BB logo, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because they don't have the rights to the Mega Drive logo. And and Sega's branding, and I because I, is, it, is it because it's technically an unofficial release? Is that why? It's technically an unofficial release. They would have to pay money for um, to use that uh, yeah branding. To, to, use, to use the branding to use the icono- iconography, the trademarks, things like that, um, and that drives me up the wall because <laughs> I, I I hate those differences. So for me, one of the one of the most shocking things of this shocking announcement is they are working with Konami to have everything be official on the packaging. So there are going to be official uh, PC Engine logos, official Turbo logos, official uh, Konami logo, you know, all, okay. all the branding, everything that would have been there properly is going to be there. Do you want my uh, my genius take on this where I'm going to guess on everything without any first-hand proof or knowledge? Hmm. Okay, I, I got a couple things to say. About. One of these things I forgot at the time, and then it hit me. I com- Okay, so this there's a couple layers to what I'm going to say. So I thought, like, wow, how are they getting, like, the PC Engine logo and all that? Konami, I know at the very least, Hudson, who was a huge partner or had their hands in on the Turbo... Konami owns all that. Yep. So, okay. That means, okay, Castlevania's Konami. So, Konami logo, that's that's a slam dunk right there. And then because they have access to all of the Turbo-related stuff, 
that's how it's coming yep. from the Konami portion of this equation, right? Yeah. Okay. With that said, uh, to be Mr. Negative and just so everyone doesn't think that Konami became superheroes overnight, here's my theory, much like what I've said in the past on other stuff. My guess is that Konami is all for this because, and I'm guessing, Limited Run is probably like, hey, here's they probably had a pitch, laid it out. And in short, Limited Run is probably doing all the work and Konami's not lifting a finger. Oh, yeah. No, no. And just collecting, you know, because you got to figure. They're, this is like I always said. Konami's probably willing to play ball for Contra, uh, Castlevania, Metal Gear. I bet they're willing to open up their catalog for just about anything. As long as it's something that's already been already been developed and doesn't take any money out of their wallets. And if it's someone else doing all of the work and they just have to sit back and collect off the, the brand or the title from yesteryear, it, it'll happen. I, I guarantee they're not lifting. A f- the only thing they're doing is hitting send on that data. But you know, and- you know, with with how much Sega whores out its properties and its branding and its 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 older systems, and especially the Genesis. Like, how have we never gotten this on like a, a Genesis re-release before? You know, like like how is it Konami and and the 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 Turbo that finally gets a proper packaging like this like how has sega not done that like that's it's it's got to be the most logical answer and i don't know the numbers i'll make it simple it's got to come down to one thing money right yeah it's got to be money or yeah but i mean like i I, it's it's money like i said like with 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 as much as sega lets anybody do anything i know know what you mean yeah like right how you know. I mean, they've done such a great job preserving Sonic over the last 30 years. But okay, okay. 28 years. I know. It has taken for I, us to get I, this game. <laughs> 28 years. Uh, on that format, on its original format. I, I owned the Japanese copy. I was randomly... I mean, this is years and years. This was like uh, 90, 98, 99, okay. something like that. I was at uh, a, a local shop here. They had it there, I think, for like 60 bucks. <clears throat> oh, that's not and bad. I'm like, what? 60 and I'm like, bucks? Well, wow. cause, cause, but this is back when 60 mm-hmm. bucks was, was for, uh, yeah. was like, oh, that's a rare game. It's 60 bucks. <laughs> you know, especially an older game that was used. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, hell, I'll buy it. And I bought it, and then I sold it later. Um, I I never, ever, ever, ever would have thought <laughs> we would get. I mean, Anthony, in 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 2021. No. An English localization I mean, th- for a Turbo CD game was announced. No, and I mean, I'm like, look, I'm always saying like, hey, in hindsight, I don't, I kind of, you know. I'd want a Turbo Duo for my collection, or I've got my eye on the analog one, and I'm still on the fence. I don't know if I even want to go tackle that animal. But here's the thing. The point is, uh, is the, the Turbo so far gone in my mind. Like, I got rid of that thing so long ago. Like, 
the turbo was dead to me when I sold it at the time, and the tur- and the turbo was still alive, technically. I don't know if I'm making sense. The point I'm trying to make is that system is so far dead in <clears throat> the dust, gone, sold, and, you know, no... And this title is getting an official release. Like, I just... It's really hard to comprehend, like... Obviously, this makes a lot more sense. Captain Obvious over here. If you lived through it and you saw the rise of the import scene or like we've talked about, what was your first ever import game or what system got us hooked into imports? And I know a lot of Mm -hmm. for people is Saturn, but I know for a lot of like game fan people or people like you and others that you worked with, you know, they had a bit more experience with that opportunity, like with Turbo, even maybe some light Famicom stuff. But like it's it's such a niche niche thing like i don't it's just mind blowing like if you're someone who's younger or don't truly understand or didn't live through that era dracula x was one of the earliest holy grails of the import yeah. market and yeah. i would even go as far as to say for non neo geo games that was like for many years until the late 90s considered like one of the most expensive games like yeah. people did not want to spend 200 225 dollars on a on a, a PC engine CD game it was crazy i i i i i think that yeah Dr- dracula x was probably the game that got people into imports because uh, i i i think yeah like you're saying for for that time i i don't know that there was any other Japanese game as coveted as Dragon X. Uh, Agreed. Like, even now, here's the thing. Now, while that wasn't the one that did it for me because my system was long gone, I will say this. Even though I didn't have my my Turbo Graphics anymore, because of the magazines, it was one of those weird things where when I saw the articles or the pages on it, I'm like, I'm like this is on like this is on the turbo. I'm like what's going on? And you know, reading about how great it was and yeah, I mean it, insane. Insane. You, you know, you know uh, uh, an interesting footnote to this is um in in the same year that that like I said what it's it's like 20 28 years. Uh, I mean, we obviously yeah. don't know if it, it is I think it's coming out this year, but no, I don't know for sure. Um you know, it took 28 years for us to, to get this in English. In in the same year, we also got the Famicom Detective Club games in English. Oh, yeah. Which took 33 years. <laughs> so it's it's crazy that this year, and I'm I'm not saying Famicom Detective Club was as coveted, but it's in the same year these these two games that that took so long. You know, one took just over 30, one took almost 30 to come here. Like, in the same year, it's crazy that we get two of these huge, like, localization set that have taken so long to get to mm-hmm. us. And it really tells you, I mean, after this, you have to be like, I can't well, give up on anything. No, I, I have to give Molly credit. First and foremost, I have to give Molly credit for this because... She brought this up to me first, but as soon as she said it, I I completely, 100% agreed. 
and we're going to call it right here on the Generic Video Game Podcast. Now, this is going to be greed talking. We haven't even gotten Dracula X yet. But if we had to place bets in Vegas, I don't know if it's going to be their next announcement. And this, I'm not expecting this for like another year. We're just spitballing here, okay? If you ask us, what's the next shocker? That limited run's gonna do for the turbo. Because here's the deal it's a business, right? Limit the thing you learn as well as you get older, like with comics or video games, they don't stop. So like right. Dracula X isn't gonna be the final, like, okay, limited runs mission's done. All right. the greatest retro games are done. We can close up shop. Everybody's happy. This train's gonna keep going till the wheels fall off. The end of the world if we don't die from the heat this weekend. The next, the one that's coming next, Snatcher. Yeah. Snatcher's coming. I, I mean, I mean what, like, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, film me, yeah, help, help me out here. Like, well, this, the, the Turbo CD version is Snatcher. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, um, m- you might be wrong on that, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I like like you're kind of hitting on. I I cannot imagine that limited run games would put themselves in a position to release one turbo game and that's it. Oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, right. Like like I mean, you have to do packaging design. You have to do booklet design. Like you're not gonna do that for one game, you know. And even when it was like, oh my god, they're doing Sega CD games, right? It, it didn't end up just being one game, I, I believe. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, if if Dracula X t- tanks, which which it won't, because I don't care. Like, the argument's been like, well, nobody has, you know, tur- turbo duos to play on anymore, which, which we'll get to in a second. I have a question for you about that. Um, I can imagine, like... Like 80, 90% of these just sitting on a shelf sealed, you know? I might be one of them, yeah. People are going to buy this, 100%. It's going to sell out. It's going to sell out. So, I mean, it could bomb, but I cannot see it bombing. No no way. Uh, No way. No, no. I mean, not Castlevania. So, okay, then you say, this can't be the only game. And the, the logical next game i mean there are other options there's like like sapphire which konami owns and a few of the other like crazy rare games that oh, see so you've got more education on this than me so i didn't know that's in their library so if that's in konami's yeah. library too that's coming too right i i i i would not be shocked like it's you know it's like a vita thing right like when when they realized how rabid the vita people were on buying games then we got a ton of stuff. I'm sure that if this sells, and if Snatcher comes in, it sells. They're gonna try a Sapphire. They're gonna try a few other games. Okay, but so so the question then is. I just thought of something so weird. Uh, please, you finish first. I just uh, I'm a genius. No, go ahead. I just thought of something. Go ahead. Okay, my original proposal to you was going to be too complicated because there'd be too many cooks in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. Let's just let's say you and I are limited runner. Let's say you and I are having second thoughts on uh, selling Dracula X. 
boy, I don't know if we're burning out our people. We don't know. And what made me think of it is what you just said. Not many people owning the console. Okay? Mm -hmm. I just thought of this literally just now. The complicated scenario would be to bring these two parties together, which is not what I'm going to pitch because you got too many people involved, too many, too many potential problems. But what if... What if analog and limited run games talk behind the scenes, not to work together per se, okay? But let's say they're willing to NDA or talk about each other's timelines on the status of the analog duo and this limited Dracula, okay? And I'm just making this up. Let's say analog says, "Hey, we're confident we're gonna sh- we're gonna have our um these are just make believe we're gonna have ten thousand units ready October first." And limited runs like, "Well, okay, that gives us time, you know, with our pre-orders, or if we can put this up at a certain amount of date, we'll have this." What if, or vice versa, analog puts their unit up at like. I don't know, because I, I know limited run goes at seven a.m. But like. I'm making this up. Let's say Analog puts up their orders for their devices at 6 a.m. And then that same day, Dracula goes up on limited run at 7 a.m. You're ruining the question I was going to ask you, Anthony. Really? I was going to ask you about that. Well, okay. Well, because my thought was, I was going to ask you is, do you think limited run knew about the duo do you think analog knew about this? Like Oh, like, like further back, like further back in time? Yes. Um it's po- well, yeah, here was okay, here was my original scenario. So okay, so that's the scenario I'm going with because the two entities are still separate. So look, if I drop the ball or I have a pressing issue, I'm like, "You know what? I'm so sorry. I can't have this ready on X date for whatever reason." Well, god damn it, like this kind of fouls us up, but we can still push forward, right? My original concept was what if Dracula X becomes a pack in title for the analog duo? Oh, I've... um, now you can see why I bundle, say you've got bundle, too many. Yes. You've got too many cooks in the kitchen, but what if so? The closest thing we can get to that is a similar time frame or a known time frame close enough to each other where people piggyback on each other. Okay, but I I do wonder though because with the analog duo not being official and Konami not being a part of that, mm-hmm. would would with limited run working with Konami, would would there be a conflict there? Sure, but that's so, why. But yes, I, I 100%, 1,000%. So that's why Konami, as we know, as long as they have a dollar in their pocket and they know the status of the systems, why not have an invisible handshake? Yeah, they, I, I, I think, like I said, my question to you was going to be, do, do you think Limited Run and Analog there was any collusion between the two i i at this I point with these two items but think uh, there the, was knowing what we know now yes because because do you do you do this release if the duo's not going to exist 
I mean, you could the, argue. Okay, I'm gonna, to give you wait, one wait, answer wait. without being wishy-washy, do you do okay. it? No. But could they get away with it with a no? Yes. Because, I mean, because they, they, they've done Sega CD games, and you could argue how many active Sega CDs are there right now out there. Not a lot, but more than the... But more yeah. than the like uh, I just I I can't I can't not think that there was some sort of communication and you know because I just like I said I don't know if this would have existed if the duo didn't exist and even if even if they can't do an official partnership through that possibly because of Konami like I I have to think there was they were talking to each other you know I mean because look everybody assumed analog's next system was going to be turbo right right like that was the biggest assumption so if you're limited run do you go to analog and say hey under nda let's talk right like right are you doing something with that'll play cd games because if you are we're thinking about it and if if we're making cd games more people are going to want your duo if you're making and- a duo more people are going to want our cd games absolutely and here's the thing and I've only brought this up once. I haven't gotten any updates on the mailing list since. And I'm sure you and I are the only people that currently know about it. But there's even that weird alternative, weird-ass Mega Engine, which will play Sega CD right. and Turbo CD games. Right. I, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, but the, but the big boy, the big one, is the analog. But I'm going to make the argument that y- you would want... The duo to come out after the game. Because I think my concern would be if the duo's pre-orders hit at all before pre-orders for Castlevania hit. You could have some people who assumed they were getting a duo, don't get a duo, and then don't order it. So I would think you would want to have Castlevania come out first. So you're gambling, get the money in on the game f- first, and then yeah. people the the system's going to get wiped out and sold, but there's going to be people left in the dust temporarily. Yeah, I mean, but because I mean, they could always get the console later, and having the game would make them right. want it more right. later. But I I, I do uh, there, worry there's, that there's definitely some sort of game plan there. So, okay, I guess I got, one question we have to ask is, um. Is is there any hang up with Kojima? Is there any part of this game he still owns? I I don't think so. Snatcher, you mean? Yes. Oh, I I don't think so. I don't think that that guy's so scrubbed and done. He don't own Jack. So okay, then then my next theory, and this is why I kind of have been hawed at your earlier comment, is I think what happens is, um. Konami does whatever it has to do to, to get a translation in there. Um, I, I don't. I they can probably just port over the Sega CD, but I think they're maybe a tiny bit different. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. You you get that over, and then I think. I think Limited Run sells Snatcher on Turbo CD and Sega CD. Uh, no argument here. I I, I no think because freaking if argument you're, if you're gonna here. do it, if you're gonna do it. There's gonna be the demand for both, and 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 limited run has has shown 
they will do way lower profile Sega CD games. There is no, there is literally no Sega CD game they could do that is bigger than Snatcher. So I, yeah, I, I think, I think you have a crazy Snatcher for Sega CD and, and Turbo both. And that's a huge deal. Can I even predict when they'll announce it? When? Next E3. For the for for Snatcher yeah. that is, for Snatcher. Because yeah. it sounds crazy, like God, we just got done with E three. But here's the thing. They had so many bangers in there, the over twenty five titles. We didn't even, and we're not going to get into all the, the nitty gritty right now. But like everything from River City Girls two, River City Zero, uh, Contra Anniversary, the Shantae games. Uh, Dracula X, not only Dracula X on Turbo, but the PSP, the collection that hit PS4 a couple years ago, the Symphony of the Night, Dracula X combos getting a physical on PS4, uh, Retro Mania Wrestling, the list goes on and on. So they've got enough to keep us busy over the next year, as well as I'm sure other announcements that we're not aware of. I say for like the big shocker, that'll be their shocker next year. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. And, and I mean, because you hope, well, hopefully the duo would be out by then. Um, I would think so. Yeah. You know, they'll they'll have a, a good. F- I mean, like I said, I, I, well, I guess my my question is, does does Konami does okay, who's who's doing the translation? Like, is Limited Run doing it themselves, or is Konami doing it? Because if Konami's that doing have, it... That I have no idea. Do they want to wait and see and make sure how Dracula X does before they put any work into Snatcher? Or um, can, is Konami already working on it for something else? Can I put another spin on this? Okay. Now I'm really guessing. Do you think that... So not only is Konami arguably doing nothing and just collecting a check... Do you think in the agreement, Limited Run had to agree to buying a certain amount of copies from them, and if they wind up sitting on it, who cares? Konami got their money. Well, because I don't think Konami's making it, so I don't think it's a. I. I. Well, I. Well, okay. So I, I. I. think Konami could say how many copies they want to be made. Uh huh. Yes. So they could say that. Um. I, but like, I guess. I guess the question is how big of a run. Like, Here's a toughie. Here's a toughie for you, and I, I don't expect you to do all the math or... now. I got one for you. I remember, and I think it might have been the Untold History of Japanese. It was either in that or uh, an old podcast interview I heard on YouTube with Jeremy Blaustein, who was the translator for Snatcher on Sega CD and did the original Metal Gear Solid. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I think these words came out of his mouth. This is unofficial. I don't know if this is the true number, but allegedly, allegedly, do you know how many English copies of Snatcher on Sega CD were pumped out? Ooh. Um, I. And there's a reason I'm asking. I'll tell I, you. I think it has to be four digits. Now, uh. unless this was way off or wrong, that's going to be wrong. Oh, okay. If I remember correctly, and I'm not high, I couldn't believe how low the number was. 
and I thought it was in the range of 400. That can't be. can't be 400. I, I'm just te- look, I'm the messenger. So here's why I bring that up to you. Uh, let's let's be nice, okay? Let's say I didn't hear that right. Let's say it was 1000. Okay? But I know I heard 400 cuz I couldn't believe it. Mm. How many copies are and I guess you know the the way you solve this is the pre-order window because right. however many pre-orders you get solves this problem. But if you're limited run, I guess if you were old school limited run, how many copies of um well, I guess we're talking about Snatcher. How many copies of Snatcher do you think you can sell? Well, so the, so the good part is is since it's basically printing a CD is all it is. It's not like a cartridge. You don't have to like, you know, it's not like the newer consoles mm. where you have to agree to X amount of number. Um, it's not a cartridge that has, you know, amount runs or whatever. <sighs> Snatcher, like, I... How about Dracula X? Turbo. Well, Snatcher, uh, like Dracula X, like my heart says like 4,000. But I could be way low on that. And I feel like Snatcher like five to 7,000? I don't mm. know. Like I, I, don't, I don't know how well their Sega CD games sell. Um, and I don't know, I don't know the, the thing is, is like Switch, Switch numbers are crazy. Switch numbers are like off the charts. <laughs> Um, like Vita, I don't know if any Vita ever hit five digits. Wow. Because the, the, the very first Vita game is 1,000. And then I feel like past that, it was always like 5,000, 7,000, 8,000, somewhere around there. Mm. But that was for a console that was still active. So like, I don't know, like, this is, this is going to be curious to me. Like, I'm, I'm, I wonder what their sales numbers for the Sega CD games were. Like, because that would give us an idea. I mean, obviously, the Snatcher and Dracula X will be higher than that, but but I said I think the good part the good part for Limited Run is because they should be so easy to produce, um, they can just do the open pre order and and not have a problem with that. Uh, you know, I love counting other people's <sighs> money. It's one of my other favorite pastimes. Do Do you think? Um Do, do you think the founders of Limited Run are millionaires by now? I've I've heard they've got a bit of money. Um, I don't know though. Because you know, I was I was I, I don't have the numbers in front of me because I like to do this because I'm poor, and I was just going over some basics and cracking some numbers on my calculator and trying to fit, you know obviously there's cost production costs and all that. And I'm saying to myself, look, I was looking up the history of the company and how long they've been around. Actually, I think what got me down this track was um, Scott Pilgrim. Mm. Because I think at the time, and I think it's more than this, but you remember that first weekend in January or whatever, they sold over 35,000 copies? Right. So that's what got me going down this rabbit hole. And I'm like, man, by now with the system they've got going, they got to be making... The good part for them is like... Because I know they were gonna do like translation stuff, and I don't think they got very far into that. And that's wow. why I'm curious if they, if like they would be translating Snatcher or not. Um, mm. I mean, for them, it's mostly just produce the goods, right? And send the goods, you know. 
So it's mm. it's it's a pretty decent setup they've got. But I'm not sure like I'm not sure how much they bring in from this. But I mean, it has to be something that's worth doing because they're doing it a lot. Can I ask you another question? Kind of twist it up. It's not so much limited run. I can't <clears throat> I can't really ask this question about limited run anymore because one of the things they got to get kudos for is for many of their titles now, if not all of them, because I can't remember the last time in the recent months that they haven't done this. They give you that pre-order window of like four to six weeks. Right. So big kudos to them, giving people more of an opportunity to actually get a game, not have to rush within two minutes. So leaving modern-day limited run games out of this. Now, wait, one second. Before you go on, I do have to say really quickly, um, River City Girls Zero was a big, big announcement. Uh that is the original game that was on the Super Famicom that inspired the River City Girls new series. Uh, so that being ported and being brought off in English is another really big, really surprising localization. So that was my second most exciting thing from Limited Run Games. Um, that's a big deal, and that's awesome. So I'm assuming, they correct me if I'm wrong, did they say that's officially for... It's got to be Switch. Right, I think it was Switch, Switch and PS4, PS4? Mm. possibly something mm. like that. Something like that. Let me ask you this: uh, aside from limited run, when are the gen- when are the general gamers, the general public, going to throw in the towel on all of these unannounced spur of the moment? On the fly, any time of the day, during the workday, pre-orders that one has to get in on, whether it be a AAA title, uh, uh, it could be a nip on each software title, it could be Metroid, it could be some vinyl that you get an email on. When is this going to stop? When are are people going to throw the towel in on not being able to secure an item within 30 seconds? And yeah. or when are we going to get fed up with bots? Yeah, Nintendo fans, like I was saying, are pissed about what's going on. I'm pissed. Because uh, for people who don't know, you know, Nintendo announced a bunch of stuff during E3, like Metroid Dread. Uh, another, another crazy, oh my god, it's taken 20 years to get this game and... and Dread actually does exist and stuff. But um, they started putting up these limited editions and they're gone in yeah like that's an understatement why is it like why does it feel like everything in gaming right now is just impossible to buy you know computer graphics cards consoles games like everything is just gone i had to order a can of air for my electronics this is not a joke a week ago from amazon which shipped from like maryland or something and then I got it in the mail today, and it wasn't even a full-size can. It was like a three-ounce can, which I didn't even know. But my point is, yeah, I, you can't find – you got to be on it. You have to, like – you have to be on on Twitter or on Facebook or on somewhere the instant it's it's mentioned and then go get it. And it will hopefully get it because so I've seen people with these with the Nintendo limited editions be like, I was on the site the second it went up, 
I put it in my cart, and while I was checking out, it was already gone. Yeah, all these scalpers, nobody should buy any of them off eBay. Every single person who ordered them should sit on them and rot and die. Because I, I guarantee you, these corporations, if nobody bought off the secondhand market and these people, these people were stuck with the product, I guarantee you this would get solved. It's just... <sighs> It's just like I like what what are they for anymore, right? Cuz I mean, I remember limited editions being you had this pre-order window, right? You go to your GameStop and put down your money and and pre-order limited edition and you just get it and that would be the end. And a year later, you'd be like, "Why did I buy this stupid thing with all this junk?" and you try to sell it and nobody would want it and that would and you'd have to give it away or or sell it for a big loss like like it's now it's just i mean i think it's part of the problem with just everything in gaming now being like collector prices yeah i'm gonna be a million now yeah it's uh, they're gonna get rich and be wealthy and because i i told i told anthony i'm like I'm even thinking right now that, like, if I have any chance to get any of these Nintendo limited editions, I should buy one. I don't want it, but there's, 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 like, this thing where, like, if you have that chance, you're like, well, I, I have to now because I can sell it for, like, double, triple, quadruple the price. But, like, we, we shouldn't be paying for them. We shouldn't right. just... Just stop caring for a year, right? Because let's be honest, limited editions, 95% of people will just keep it in a box, won't do anything with that stuff, and then they'll get rid of it or throw it away. or, or They'll break <laughs> or down, whatever. they'll throw in the towel because they're not true gamers. Yeah. So just, like, just don't. Just buy the regular version. Don't Don't sweat it. Don't stress over it. Let the bots buy them. It's it's you know what it reminds me of that that um that picture of that lady where I don't know if you've ever seen it like where her minivan the back of the area of her minivan is full of Wii U's. <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, so basically what it was is she was a, a, a scalper and she was thinking the Wii U was gonna be as popular as the Wii was when it when it launched. Oh, this is real? Yeah, so she she's got like uh Wii U scalper lady. She's got how many does she have in her back, her trunk? She's got um like one, two, three, four, five like I don't know, like twelve or something like that. Twelve Wii right. U's in her in her trunk. Right. And then nobody wanted them. So it's it's just like just don't want them for a while. It's it's okay. Okay. And and let, let people buy a ton. And then have nobody to sell them to, and maybe things will go back to being better. But maybe it won't. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> buying games is so depressing anymore. It's so depressing. Like if you want anything physical, anything physical. Well, you, you get no break. Is and it's like I always say, it's impossible to keep up with everything. Even for people like you know, for people like you and I that buy more than we should. Uh, example. Uh, there's a new vinyl I, I I was able to get in on this week that I got. And I'm too embarrassed. I'm not even going to get into what it was. 
But another example is the other day, pr- previous to me getting the vinyl, I ordered the vinyl yesterday, but that what was today? Today's uh, Thursday. So Wednesday I did that. But Tuesday, now I have to, I'm going to be honest, I would not have been able to get this vinyl, which I did want. Mm-hmm. Just because I can't, I can't get every, I can't get every one, right? I shouldn't have even got the vinyl I did on Wednesday, by the way. But just to to add more credibility to this conversation, on Tuesday I was at work and I'm on various mailing lists from various vinyl companies. I literally went to lunch, got my food across the street, came back to the office, my email populated. And I'm like, that's weird. And it was one of those stealth drops. Mega Man Legends had a vinyl set come out on Tuesday. And even though I couldn't afford it, I'm like, you know what? And this was like 20, 30 minutes. I mean, dude, we already know the answer to this. But I'm like, just for the hell of it, I'm going to click this link and make believe I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. That thing was so far long gone. <laughs> that was on a Tuesday at like 11 a.m. And so the, the reality is, one, I didn't know it was coming. Nobody knew. By the time I grabbed lunch to eat and came back, that's, it was gone. Like, yeah. how? what? I can't. Well, I can't. Uh, you got to be afraid to use the toilet right now because you might miss an item you want. I mean, like, I use that Mercari sales app and... It literally is, if you want to buy anything, you you have to have refreshed, you have to have a save search and have to have refreshed when the item went up to have a chance. Because there's all this stuff that would be gone in like, like you know, three minutes, six minutes, four minutes. It's like for that kind of stuff. It's just, it's, it's nuts. I, I keep getting wordy, but I just, here's a simple way I'll put it. Will this burn out for non-true for people who aren't true gamers? Will there be fatigue in your opinion? Will does this have a lifespan before people just throw in the towel? I mean, so let me give you a quick example. So I'm, I'm looking right now, and and I I went to the Genesis game my save search on here. Mm-hmm. So I see Rocket Knight Adventure on mm-hmm. Sega Genesis, twenty five dollars, right? But that is for the case. There's no game. There's no booklet. Just a case. Mm-hmm. We we are at the point where we are paying game prices for cases. <laughs> and I've seen... I saw one the other day. It was like $40 for the case. $50 case and booklet. It's It's... It's I don't I don't I don't know like I it's stupid. I want so badly for this to be a coronavirus thing, and then once we're all back out in the world and normal again, we we won't care. But I I think it it kind of feels like something got broken, and I don't know if it can be fixed again. And without without just waiting it out. And that's the problem. And the the thing is, is like I've I feel so just ambivalent to buying games at this point because I'll sit there and think, like I was saying, boy, I would love to have a copy of Zillion again. 
Mm -hmm. But I know all the hoops I have to go through to get it. I know what it's going to cost me. I know finding a, a, a copy that's in good shape is going to cost me even more. You know, it. Ev everything is just like, there's so many steps now to even buying it. I know. The vinyl, limited editions, all this. I mean, I remember when I got the the Last of Us, the the, the four LP vinyl. Oh yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I did? I saw, hey, Mondo said they, they're selling them. I went on Mondo, added it to my cart, I bought it, and that was it. You know, like those days are gone. And and is it is. Is the solution now that we have to just wait everything out until that segment isn't popular anymore? Like, I don't know. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Because it was like, I mean, there was a time when you could just get limited editions. You just you just Yeah. Like it was just limited edition was okay, if you don't buy it before the stock's gone, then it's gone, right? <laughs> It wasn't, you have a three-minute window to buy oh. it, and then it's gone forever. Yeah, and I hate to beat it, to keep saying that Metroid, it wasn't even three minutes. Yeah, it wasn't I'm, sure, even three I'm sure it wasn't. Not that it matters, but yeah. But um, anyway, um, as we go on here, is there anything you want to add? We're, we're currently at the 105-minute uh, mark. We're at about an yeah, hour we're, 45. Yeah, we're, we're way past... Uh, uh, Anthony's um, bedtime right now. So, I, <laughs> if um, oh, I will say this one more. I'll, this is super quick. I will say this though. As much as we're beating up the games industry right now and upset at all this, and I don't know if this is the right thing to say because I want this to stop. I will tell you something. While I'm not a big comic collector, I, I I've I've got my collection down to you know excluding manga let's keep that separate i've got about a hundred traditional comics only a couple boxes right i've gotten rid of a lot over the years and right my point is in my experiences while you may not get rich off gaming and like because people are like i think the thing is like people are like hey i'm getting this item it's going to be worth a lot when i get older or like the, you know i hate to pick on this like a beanie baby or something and we both know the deal nine times out of ten a lot of the stuff that people buy it's not going to be worth crap but i will say video games people will buy and i say that because I know comics are a tough deal to sell unless it's a private buyer or something that's it. Like, if you think it's tough to sell a, an expensive game, try selling a comic. I have a couple super rare Ashley Wood art books from about 13 years ago, which I'm, I wasn't really looking to sell, but I was testing the waters. But it's the same thing as when I was a kid or a teenager in my 20s or now in my 40s. I'm just going to speak from the heart for comic people out there. I love comics. If there's a comic you want or a series you love and you're going to read it and it's because you 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 value it personally, buy it. But if you're looking to buy comics because you think they're going to be worth anything down the road, don't do it. Yeah. Comics in my opinion are an impossibility, but I will say video games you can make some mean green. 
Yeah, that's the problem, right? Is it's just like like here like I I I really don't like um resellers. Like I just don't like the people that you know, like it's it's all over YouTube. You'll see people know they'll go to like garage sales, they'll go to thrift stores and they'll just like buy everything there, right? And it's always like just gonna sell this, gonna sell this, gonna sell this, gonna sell this, mm-hmm. gonna sell this. You know, and and I want to be clear when I say I don't like resellers. Like, if if you know, if if reselling helps put food on your plate, keep a roof over your head, keep your your, right. your children, you know, safe, just do it. I don't I don't care. You know, like, don't 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 feel bad about yourself. The people I'm mad at is like, they have great paying jobs. You know, they don't need to do this, but they still do it anyway. Right. But even then, like, I've felt recently being out. If I'm somewhere where they have a few games, I can't help but think, like, I need to check price charting and see if any of these are worth anything, right? Because if I don't do it, if there's a game here worth something, I don't buy it to resell it, the next person's going to do that. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be buying it. They're probably not going to be buying it just to play it. They're going to probably be buying it to to resell it. And that's what I hate, is I, I hate that we're... that the hobby now is at a point where and and you know it might be elitist it might be grumpy whatever but it's just like i i hate that we're at a point where there's so much purchasing of things like these are literally games are literally things you're supposed to play and have fun with, <laughs> right yeah that's, that's the entire reason i thought of this too exist. yeah yep it's yep like if you want to collect collect but like it's just changed, and and it wasn't so long ago when you could just go to thrift stores and there would still be games. You could go to garage sales, right? Like, I'll even here I'll go to garage sales and, and be like, "Hey, do you have any video games?" And they're like, "Oh, you're the third person to ask this morning," you know. Um, I just I miss when like that stuff could be there and you could be like, "Oh, here's the game I want to buy. I'll buy it." Mm-hmm. And then the next person comes along might find something they want and they buy it and they take it home and play it. You know, like I just miss that innocence if if it ever even did exist. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, the, I, I hate the, the point that it, we the have internet to think, ruined all that. The online yeah, I, video. I, I yeah. hate the point I, that that were the point where you do have to ask yourself, should I buy this because I know it's going to be worth more later? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, am right. I stupid for not taking this chance? <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, well. With that said, uh, I want to thank Molly for making the time on this special recording evening of Generic Video Game Podcast. Uh, this exception was made as we usually record on the weekend, but um, I might be hell may be rising to the surface this weekend here in Portland as we hit 110 to 115 degree plus temperatures. I don't want to think about it. So with that. I want to thank everyone for downloading and listening to Generic Video Game Episode 46 post E3 2021 with a heavily retro slant. So on behalf of Molly, I'm Anthony. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time.